0: Today, I'd like to talk about writing the scripture of myself because I want to write a scripture for myself Mm -hmm. that is free from attachment, especially attachment to Dharma. We are all here to cultivate our minds, uncover our true nature and discover the essential dharmas. But where are those dharmas? In this red book, or in me, Sean, a reverend, or in my finger, pointing Iron Sang, or in that Iron Sang, which symbolizes truth. After forty-nine years of his edification, Shakamuni Buddha said, I have not spoken a single Dharma. So Is there any dharma we can attain? When I was young, I felt guilty about having desires and wanted to be free of them. Actually, I even desired not to be desirous. (laughs) Also, I wanted to have a flawless one mind, but then I could not move on because I was so attached to this idea of having one mind. It was impossible while being confined by my attachment to Dharma. It is true that scriptures and practices are merely the means to reach enlightenment. But if you believe that they are the only way, the ultimate way, and cling to the Dharma itself, or get restricted by the Dharma, we call it bondage to Dharma, in Korean, pop 박 This means being obsessed with the fixed ideas of practice, such that even if you have an affinity to Dharma or to a teacher, you would still fail to understand or use it properly. In the scripture, the Founding Master said, The ancient scriptures are like ready-to-wear clothing, which is difficult to fit everyone's body. But what is spoken by the mouth and received by the mind is like wearing individually tailored clothing, which fits every person's body perfectly. How could the practice of cultivating the mind according to dharmas that fit each individual's capacities and situations possibly be compared to practicing according to those ancient set scriptures? When enlightened teachers communicate the dharma, they do so without fixed answers. They give us different answers to the same question according to the time, place, or state of the person. The phrase, spoken by the mouth and received by the mind, Ku 전 in Korean, references a teacher's vast and endless devices to cultivate the mind. Not just in a single way, but in various ways that fit each of our capacities, just like individually tailored clothing. Certainly, this cannot be compared to set written scripture.
1: The third head dharma
0: master of one Buddhism, Master desan said this in regard to the expression spoken by the mouth and received by the mind. Sheep eat grass, completely digested, and then produce milk. What a marvelous thing! The grass itself is not the marvelous thing. What is important is digesting the grass completely. People will be greatly moved when you give to them only the Dharma that you have received deeply into your own heart. So the key is how you yourself have received the Dharma. However, we sometimes think that the Grass has some mysterious power, and we become attached to it, bondage to dharma. This principle can be applied to our practice. Years ago, chanting helped me reclaim my calm, ever-alert, true nature, even more so than seated meditation. Then, should I tell you that because chanting worked well for me, it is the only way for you to reach enlightenment. Seated meditation is one of the crucial practices. Does this mean that those who cannot sit cannot practice? Will they never find a settled mind? Reverend Wong Gong always says, she is not giving extra credit for sitting long hours. (laughs) As you know, you can meditate sitting in a chair, standing, walking, or lying down. What does matter is that you do it maybe only for three or five minutes. What about Hadu or Quan meditation, which is the practice of contemplating a pithy and profound passage over and over during your entire meditation? Self-inquiry and gaining wisdom are valuable, but we must be careful not to burn our brains in contemplation. Ancient Buddhism started from one common root, but over time it became more complex and fragmented into various divisions, with each sect focusing only on certain practices. In One Buddhism, we have many ways in which we approach practice. We don't want to force anyone to use a single methodology. We want practitioners to have access to many methodologies, as long as we practice with sincerity and dedication. Even though we may enter through different doors, we will come out here, right in the middle of the circle. One circle, true nature, one mind. From the passage above, we can see Master San's confidence and compassion. After his enlightenment, he found that the Dharma was already there within Buddhism but the teachings were complicated and inaccessible to most people. He wanted all of us to reap the benefit of this incredible wisdom, so he tailored it according to the situations of everyday life. In life, we become attached to many things, but even if we find a certain practice or dharma helpful to us, we should not become confined by it. So when I encounter some problems, I ask myself, how would Master Sothesan handle this? I want to be careful that I don't become dogmatic and somehow present this scripture as the only way. Some practitioners might claim a certain practice is the best and foremost way. They may say things like, if you don't do a mindfulness checklist, you are not practicing right. Mm Sometimes I sense in others and in me, in myself, a feeling of, do it this way or you are wrong. From this dogmatic mindset, we will advocate for our own way without hesitation until everyone is persuaded to comply with our beliefs. Even if such dogmatism creates discord or conflict, I can justify it as acceptable collateral damage and deceive myself about the nature of this harsh fundamentalism. I hope that I will not fall into such self-righteousness. There is an old saying, once the river is crossed, abandon the raft. Imagine we took a raft to cross the river. After getting to the other shore, would you then carry that raft on your back or leave it behind? Another saying is, let go of the cliff. What am I clinging to? My self-identity, possessions, relationships, or what I believe to be the right way or the truth? I'm so afraid to let those go because it feels like I'm losing myself. And if I do let go, I think I may die. Am I believing that the idea of self or the right dharma is who I am? Then who is I? Is that truly me? So, get your hands off the cliff. Baldly let go. It is true that on this journey, scripture and practice are essential ways to cultivate our minds. But there is no single practice embodying the absolute way which we must hold on to. Our goal is to follow the original intention of the dharmas and to make use of those techniques to become free. So, let us open our minds and receive dharmas into our hearts without any attachment. As we experience and practice the dharmas in our daily lives, may we go beyond the written scriptures and write or find a lively scripture of our own. Thank you.